Welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot. I am one of your hosts, Chris Sharp. And I am your other host, Terry McGregor. Yes. Thank you for listening, all 11 of you. So glad that you're here or on the ride, all of our friends and family who have been forced to listen to our podcast on mute. Yes. Welcome or welcome back, as the girls on YouTube like to say. So if you're new here, hello. And if you're not, well, thank you. So we're going to start <laughs> off with a little bit of trivia first. Um, so are you ready? I am never ready, but let's do it. All right. In an episode, I believe in season two, what does Spinner think is giving him erections all of the sudden? What does he think is the cause of his erections? Oh, no. A teacher? That would be a logical answer. <laughs> no, uh, Spinner, and that's honestly, this is fitting for who we know him as. Spinner thinks that healthy food was causing his erections. All right. Uh, yeah, I would have <laughs> never guessed that, but for him, makes a lot of sense. Okay, so fun fact. So I think in that episode, I want to say that he and Emma t- like team up, kind of, because he thinks that the food in the cafeteria is causing his erections. And she is always on her little mission about the food in the cafeteria. So they team up together in their little quest, which is referenced in a later episode when they come together against the will of literally everyone who watches this series. Every um, single person. They reference it and she's like, oh my gosh, there's my project. And she, I think she says from like seventh grade, but anyone who has been watching knows that the project was from eighth grade. But either way, not the point. She sees it and he had kept it all those years. So I'm just throwing that out there. That's hilarious. Yep. Wouldn't have guessed that. Okay, Spinner. That's fine. And another question, which is a little bit more refer- um, relevant to today's episode. What is the first name of Ashley's father? Wow. Right? This is so annoying. I have no clue. And I watched this episode three times. I'm not I even know you kidding. Did. I, you did all that research and you don't even know his first name. I just literally remember him like Paige and I'm saying, bye, Mr. Kerwin. So I have mm-hmm. no clue what his real name is. Well, his last name is Kerwin and, you know, Ash's last name. So we got that part. His first name is Robert. You know, I'm over it because I should have been able to guess that. But honestly, the second thing that came to mind was something very random like Earl. So I really was not paying attention to the little things. (laughs) I was, um, because I am who I am, um, I was watching that there's a Harry Potter trivia special on HBO Max. I've since been told not to watch it because it's terrible. But anyone who knows me knows that I'm super into Harry Potter, so I know all of the facts and details. Watched the movies a thousand and one times. But why did they ask one question? It was like, what were the two Roman numeral numbers on the candle in that one scene you just watched? Ma'am, you know I didn't see that. (laughs) That's annoying. What couch were Hermione's parents on? I didn't see that either. I have no idea which one of those couches it is. So it's interesting how detailed... um, 
like trivia questions can be. And then you realize like, wow, I missed all of those things. Obviously I have to go back and watch the series again so I can pay attention to couches and Roman numerals that I didn't right. know before. All the Easter eggs and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. That is so annoying. Cause I'm not even kidding. I watched this episode so many times. That is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into the thick of the episode, um, I guess you probably want to go over some fun facts. Um, I sure do. Just something that I think I noticed that a line between the two of us was we commented on basically finding out what happened to Terry's mom. Mm, but mm-hmm. that was yes. it. So go forth. Yeah. So a lot of this specific episode's facts has a lot to do with like characters and things like that and kind of like foreshadowing or like answering questions that you might have had uh, prior to this episode. So something I realized is we're introduced to future characters in passing and I'll get into this a little bit later, but we're introduced to Paige's brother, like by name. And that's important. Um, And then most importantly, like Chris just said, is we learn that Terry's mom, like we learn about Terry's mom and what happened to her. So Terry's mom actually passed away. um, And we kind of got a glimpse of that because she was absent in I think episode four, Eye of the Beholder. Um, And then in retrospect, this made me realize that this also might be one of the reasons that she is hard on herself or has self-esteem issues because she doesn't have a woman figure in her life. Um, And she just has her trash friend. So that says a lot about that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, And then like the big meat that I want to get into for this episode specifically is that this is the first time sexuality is discussed in Degrassi, the next generation, but it's definitely not the last. Um, And overall in the entire Degrassi franchise, there was one gay character and that gay character was Snake's older brother, Glenn. Um, First gay character of the franchise. And he came out to, wow, I said Spike in here. I get Snake and Spike mixed up all the time. Okay, I was confused (laughs) when you said that. I was like, I mean, I guess she was involved, but what do I know? Yeah, no. So Glenn came out to his parents and Snake um, in a Degrassi Junior High episode titled He Ain't Heavy, which I did watch for this episode. And I very much so enjoyed because there was a lot to take away from it. Um, But this episode premiered in 1987. Um, Glenn coming out to his parents resulted in his parents disowning him. And therefore, he joined us in the Degrassi black hole because we never, ever see him again. He's never brought up in the next generation, even next class. Isn't that crazy? Because I feel like there was a lot of opportunity for him to come back. And then a lot of the Degrassi fandom wiki, shout out to them, um, was saying that like Snake is very like pro like LBGTQ, like in all these upcoming seasons and episodes. So it's just kind of weird that they never reference his brother again. Right. I mean, like, I mean, I guess I could understand the difficulty in him bringing him back and that obviously the actor who plays him would have to come back. Right. But the fact that they never even bring him up just seems very odd. Yeah, because we could have had a Heather Sinclair moment where we just heard his name. Even in this episode, it would have made sense for us to, like, learn about him. But it took me doing some digging to realize that. Um, yeah. But it's a really good episode if you, like, if it's one of the Degrassi Junior High episodes you watch, it should be this one because it's interesting. Um, this episode specifically aired during the height of the AIDS epidemic. And they even discuss AIDS in the classroom in this episode. Um, And they kind of make reference to the fact that the math teacher is teaching them about sexual health and AIDS, which is just bringing us back to this where Degrassi teachers teach 75 different (laughs) subjects and things like that. So that was still going on in the junior high episode. They didn't bring Dr. Sally back in for that. But again, I guess that that that's dependent on the actor's availability again. 
Yeah. So they had this random math teacher giving them all that information. Um, And that episode followed a similar story outline as this one. So when we talk about today's episode, I'll kind of point out the similarities of what they did in that one and what they did in this one, because it gets a little bit better. But as we said last episode, we kind of really see Degrassi improve and later the next generation. And then in next class, we see some like first time characters and things like that. So super interesting. It made me do a deep dive and kind of want to know what, how Degrassi got to the point of the next generation and kind of like what the storylines were before we got here because they just get better. It is always very interesting to hear about the first season because I've just been so like not invested in it. So I always like that you do the research that I have not. Yes, I enjoy that there are still free episodes of Junior High that exist out there on like right. sketchy websites, but they're out there. <laughs> Since I got so greedy. Right. But yes, so a couple of side notes that I had are that um, at the beginning of the episode, Kate, Ashley's mom, got mad because her husband, Toby's father, didn't put the vinegar in the dishwasher like she asked him to do. And I just want to know why I'm a dumbass who didn't know that this was a thing until Brianna told me like two months ago. Uh, that's really funny. I think I clearly know from her, but also TikTok has been doing a lot of clean talk about vinegar and dishwashers. Right. They, they actually, it may have been the her and clean talk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't understand. Is this how people, who knew the cleaning powers of vinegar? Not my dirty ass, apparently. <laughs> uh, another thing, um, Liberty is my spirit character because this is definitely how I used to crush on people. I'm not like, proud of it but not not proud but liberty is absolutely what i was doing when i was into people the haikus that we see her write the one time in fourth grade we have like karaoke during lunch not really sure why but i got up there and i sang crazy by britney spears to my oh my goodness that's hilarious (laughs) uh yes and uh, just another note Paige says father schmother your dad's hot and that was an early sign that Paige was going to have crushes on men who were way too old for her. Just wow. throw that out there. Absolutely. But yes, so we can go ahead and get into the episode finally. So here we are. We open with a scene where Ashley is riding in the car with her birth father as they discuss how excited she is for him to visit her school and talk about his career. She is very proud to have him as a father, evidently from the scene. Wow, amateur move. <laughs> Girl. Continue. Just a reminder Throw to take off. my medicine. So you I know. was about to say, I, I knew that was a medicine old clock timer. <laughs> I knew what that was. So her dad says, um, and it, and never mind. Her dad <laughs> says her name as if he plans on telling her something. So he's like Ashley, and then he second guesses himself, and she doesn't even notice that like something suspect just happened there, and she just goes back into her house walking in on her mom arguing with her stepdad over that dang vinegar in the dishwasher and then he gaslights her mom and suggests that she must be in a mood because um because even though he couldn't remember to be a functioning adult and clearly when i wrote this i was probably salty with someone because mm-hmm. <laughs> the way that i wrote that is definitely like i related i related to the fact that you called him out for something he was supposed to do and he didn't do and then instead of being like you're right i didn't do it he was like maybe you're in a mood or maybe you didn't do what you were supposed to do. But right. anyway. Or maybe it's just you, but okay. Right. Um, her mom is kind of 
again, being weird, she asked Ashley, like, well, did you guys talk about anything else? And it's in a way that's as if she knows something. But the person who's watching us, we can tell. But Ashley is completely oblivious. She doesn't pick up what anyone is throwing down. She's suspicious eventually, but then she jumps to all the wrong conclusions. Yeah, she's absolutely, she absolutely realizes something, but it's not even close to what she comes to find it to be until the very end. I would say it's completely the opposite. Her Anyway, so Terry is, and Ashley are talking about a gift that she received from her dad. So she's showing um, Terry all about this. Oh, no. Terry is showing Ashley all about the locket, who was also a baddie, just like Terry. And Miss Miss Kwan's class is still reading Lord of the Flies. I realized that, too. I was like, this is the only like thing that is continuous from the previous episode. We're still on this. Okay. God, what was I watching? They were reading Lord of the Flies and that, too. And then this is going to drive me nuts because I remember, oh, no, I was reading a book. I was entirely different, but they were reading Lord of the Flies in a high school in the book that I was reading. So is this just what everyone pretends to read for TV shows now? Not sure. (laughs) It's what everybody knows. Right. Except for me, because I was like, we never read Lord of the Flies in school. Where was I? I'm more of a To Kill a Mockingbird. I don't think that was high school, but that was one of the books that I vividly remember everybody reading. Um, yeah, anyway, back to Degrassi. Terry and Ashley are discussing the visit and her dad is moving back into town. We learn that Ashley did pick up on the vibe in this moment, but she doesn't know what to think of it. So she knows something's up, something's, you know, her, her little spidey senses are tingling, but the question is what? We do swap from our eighth grade class to our grade sevens and we are in grade seven homeroom with our crew, JT, Emma, Sean, Manny, and Toby. JT throws a paper airplane at Snake, and then Liberty very weirdly makes a show of taking credit for it. She's obviously, JT was about to get in trouble, and Liberty's like, it was me, Mr. Simpson. And so she only gets kind of a warning because Liberty is a top-tier student versus JT, who is always kind of messing around. Always, yeah. She's very Captain save in this moment, but okay, girl, go off. Oh, God. Um, this is a show of people who lack awareness because JT has no idea why liberty would do something like this and but everyone else is like "Mm, sir it's because jt likes you everybody knows it like everyone has realized it at this point yeah and jt like liberty is bending over backwards to compliment jt and offer him an interview for the degrassi grapevine she's like you're just an interesting student and an upcoming comedian which excuse me loki speaking of jt's future as a comedian i mean for JT Hive, whatever we're calling his fan club, is like brings a tear to my eye. Because <laughs> she's like, yeah, you're going to be a comedian one day. And spoiler like, alert. Yeah. Or like be super famous, right? Yeah. So many aspirations for JT and we just went way left. I think with this realization that everyone finally has that Liberty Likes JT to made me realize that like knowing what I know now. Like, if you know, you know. If you don't, you'll find out about Liberty and JT. It's probably the only reason they finally pursued that storyline when they did. So it came about really, really close to the end because they were trying to, like, appeal to these day one Degrassi stands. And kind of close up that storyline. And then, again, if you know, you know. If you don't, you'll find out. It it did feel out of left, like, out of left field, that storyline at the time. It was like, where did this come from and how and why? Because many seasons of this kind of dynamic of Liberty crushing after JT and JT having no interest. Yeah. 
Which, speaking of no interest, first we're, I'm going to go ahead and read Sean's haiku because they go into <laughs> English class where they had to do haikus. And so Sean's haiku is... Poetry is crime. No idea how to rhyme. Stupid waste of time. <laughs> Emma thinks that this is a very sweet poem by the look on her face, but Manny's eyes suggest otherwise. She's like, girl, what is that? Why are you so impressed by it? First right. Of all, as you said, he didn't even know he was supposed to write this. No, he wrote that on the way over to his class because you reminded him. You right. already got to tell men what to do as is. Like, not that you're telling him to do his homework. Don't get started early because it doesn't stop. Oh, my stop. God. No, don't. Please do not get started in this dynamic. It does not go well, girls. But now we've gone through Sean's effortless post poem, whatever we're going to call that haiku. And now we get to look, get to liberties. Smile like a sunbeam, height subordinate to his heart, makes me lie awake. Liberty. Wow. One too many syllables in the second line, but your feelings are definitely shining through. Great work. And JT is finally of the conclusion that poem was absolutely about him as Liberty gazes in his direction and while reading the poem and smiles at him. Later, we find JT hiding in a locker to avoid Liberty and his interview. He has accepted, Liberty wants me. She wants me bad, and I gotta get away from her. But that fails him, because with a creepy and unsolicited picture, Liberty catches him off guard, and I think she's got a camera, and she's like, <laughs> just, it's for the Degrassi grapevine. She absolutely put that into her Helga-style shrine. And I get it. Oh. I I too would have done that. Yeah. Liberty Liberty is me. Like complimenting over the top, following him, taking a picture that she absolutely put in her shrine. I am Liberty. Liberty is me. That's hilarious. This takes me back to a college course that I had and it was a creative writing class and it was like we did poetry for like three I think like half of the semester. Um, and at the time I was in a long distance relationship. So all my poems were just like so sad and all about like long distance relationships. And I wish I could find them because I'm sure that there are some that are very embarrassing, but also there are some that slapped. I'm not going to hold you. I would have clowned you so hard if I had been in that class, but like it wouldn't have been to your face. I absolutely would have been talking so much trash about you in my group chat. I think about it now. I'm like, how annoying was I? I think the final project was to make a book of all the poems and dedicate it to somebody. So I dedicated it to my partner. And like, <laughs> it was very I, cheesy. I just want to say that I met your sister in our Spanish class. And if you know, your sister showed up to Spanish class telling us that she was engaged to be married. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> This is news to me. <laughs> and I remember, I, I was just like, okay, girl. <laughs> I think she was a freshman in college. I was a junior no. at the point in time. And I remember just being like, okay. That's so funny. <laughs> and so if you know where that went. I do, I do. I look forward to you telling that story at her future wedding, actually. <laughs> she's, she's probably going to fight me for even saying this here. But anyway, um, the things that we say about the people who we love when we are so young and so stupid, and we just out here looking so cheesy like Liberty in class. Absolutely. Uh, Liberty's class with JT. Um, but yeah, so he tries to lie and get out of his interview with Liberty by telling her, I've got ballroom dance, dance lessons with, with Toby. Liberty doesn't believe him, which is problematic. 
Ding, ding, ding. Red flag number one. Liberty said that it must be a joke because Jay, like boys can't take dance classes together. Which is silly because it wasn't a very convincing lie anyway. It was very, it was clearly, like you could tell that he was lying by the way that he said it. So like that should have been your red flag. Right. And it said homophobia. Boys can take dance lessons and they can take them with their friends or they can take them with their partners. Whatever it is. But yeah, that was Liberty. We're going to flip back to our main plot with our eighth graders. Mr. Kerwin is in Ashley's class telling them all about the role of mass communication in society. But I guess he got on a tangent about old war stories. I don't even know what Mr. Kerwin's job is. And this is... but Yeah, right? Because why... Mm. Is he a journalist? But like... I think so. The reason why I also want to be like, we have this character already and it's Caitlin. Right? Like she's right. a journalist. But I guess she's nobody's gay daddy, so... Fair enough, fair enough. But yes, so um, Paige walks out of class. She's with Ashley and Terry, and this is a line where she says, Okay, I am so in love. Paige, he's my father. Father schmother, your dad's hot. In an old man sort of way. I can't believe your mom ever let him go. And they're all discussing the prospects of Ashley's birth parents possibly getting back together, because unfortunately, this is a conclusion that Ashley reached. She's like, my dad was being weird, my mom was being weird, and my dad is moving back to town. And even though I live with my stepbrother and my stepfather, obviously look, this means that they're getting back together. Ma'am. Look, Ma'am. that part right there when I thought about it's like, wait a minute. Like, you, your mom is with your stepdad and y'all have a house together. And like, Where do you think this man is going? And I know that some people are, this is the way that some people live. Ashley, do you think this is what your mother is doing? Do you? You think she's divorcing her man over vinegar in the dishwasher? After therapy, too. Like, y'all all went to therapy together. I don't know that she would reverse all the work that y'all did. I don't know. Some people might, but it doesn't seem like that's the route she's taking when she put you guys in therapy. Yes. And so Robert Kerwin, his name is Robert, drives Ashley home. And I think we actually found out his name in that scene of the war stories. But anyway, mm. I'm not 100% positive. Somewhere in here, even though um, Ashley's mom was real pressed about whether or not he had had a conversation with Ashley, she still interrupts their hangout so that Ashley's mom can then catch up with Ashley's dad. And Ashley eyes them because in this scene, when she greets her dad, we see that they full on smooch on the lips. Fully kiss on the lips. So like, I kind of understand a little bit why Ashley would be confused. Cause like who, I just don't know pe- like exes that still greet each other like that, regardless yeah. of their sexuality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my parents do not kiss on the lips and they are amicable amicably divorced to the best of my knowledge i don't know if they hate each other i don't know they definitely don't kiss on the lips the way that ashley's parents do but also i mean my father to my knowledge is also not gay so maybe if he were they would ashley still has no idea yet though because she goes in she thinks they're rekindling their romance and it doesn't help that ashley's mom starts feeding into this assumption by going on about how charming that robert is and how nice he looks you guys have been acting like there's some big secret lately Thought maybe it was something about you two. What, is there something? Ash. He hasn't found some other woman, has he? He's not getting married? No. Well, then what? Is he gay? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Ash, there are... 
Things your dad and I should have talked to you about a long time ago. Mom, I was joking. It's not a joke. Your dad is gay. It's nuts that she jumped to that conclusion and was right of all. Because like she really didn't ask that question at all until the very end. And it's like, and I, girl. I just don't feel like that would have been a question that I would have asked. But Right. Right. I had the same comment when we get into kind of what Paige says. It's just kind of like, it's fascinating that it's just like, um, like it makes sense for why Paige would think it, but for Ashley to just come out of nowhere and think it is just like, I guess it's because of the episode, but again. Just... But like as unaware as Ashley was, Paige makes sense. Ashley, it does not. She was completely oblivious. Yeah. Like, either way, she says it and her mom is like, yikes, there you go. And so now the next day at lunch, Ashley is sitting at the lunch table and Honey is going through it. She just cannot believe that her dad is gay. But unfortunately, this means that once again, they are taking things out on Terry. Right. Paige's trifling ass shows up to ignore Ashley when she asked her to go because Ashley did was like, Paige, I'm not in the mood today. Can you not? Paige has cracked the code. She lets Ashley know your dad might be gay. Paige, guess what she had coming to her? Because Ashley asked her, told her up front, I I don't have the time for it. I'm not in the mood. Please don't start. And I get that it's not bad that Ashley's dad is gay, but this is still something, I mean, a transition for her. This is um, news to her. We saw that she was kind of thinking about her parents getting back together. So, I mean, even at minimum, her dad being gay completely just like erases that possibility happening. So like I can, I can get why this is really tough on her and why she's having a difficult time accepting this because it flips a lot of things upside down that she was kind of, you know, optimistically hoping for. Right. It makes sense too. Um, Cause she already had the transition of having a step parent. So this is like another thing on top of dealing with that. Right. And that door, so it's like the door on Robert Kerwin has officially closed. And that's really tough to kind of accept. Um, Ashley then, she spills her milkshake all over Paige. And for once, <laughs> for once, like we, I know we taught, we give Paige a lot of crap, but I don't actually think Paige was intentionally being mean here. She, she really did think she was helping, but it didn't land well because she wasn't listening. She wasn't being receptive and nobody was trying to hear it in that moment. So, yeah, it was definitely especially after someone tells you that they're not in the mood to it was pretty heavy-handed and like it's a it's a serious matter to someone that's not so familiar with someone that's gay because this is a part where we find out that Paige's brother dylan is gay and we'll learn about him later on down the line um so it's like a reality to her but to ashley it's again it's shocking because it doesn't seem like she knows anybody in her life let alone just finding out that her dad is and again not that anything is wrong with it it's just a lot for someone to take in at once um, and this is very similar to the Degrassi Junior High episode because um, I think, I want to say Spike so bad, Snake's friends start playing around. They don't even know that his brother came out to him as gay and Snake's friend is playing around and they're pretty much like mocking him and like saying that he has like a boyfriend and then they, he pretty much ends up like fighting one of his friends in front of this teacher because oh, they have no clue fight. what's going on. I don't know the guy's name. It was one of the only black characters though, I will say that. Oh, okay. So I have no idea who. So it's not yeah. one of the ones that came back. Right. Nope. It was one of the only black characters. Um, but yeah, they kind of had the similar. Wow. Outline. And they made him homophobic. They know they wrong. You right. know they always do this to the black characters. It was him and Shane who we learned about from trivia 
if not mm-hmm. last episode, the next. Um, but yeah, so similar storyline when your friends don't know what's going on and they make a joke about someone being gay, but it actually like really hits home. And again, it's not in your best interest to make a joke about someone being gay. I don't think Paige's intentions this time were to make yeah. fun of anybody. I think she was really trying to help, which is she odd really was. because that's she's very typically not trying to help. So it was new for her. Not at all. And again, this episode, like we meet Ashley's father who identifies as gay. And we also learn about another gay character in the same episode. Whereas in Degrassi Junior High, there was that one episode. So they're making strides here with introducing us to like it being normal and it being a part of people's lives. Which is good because even if they're making strides, it helps out bal- or balance out the hot messery that is JT. Because on that subject, JT has a talk with Toby about the news. You know, he hears that Ashley's dad is gay. JT is very confused and he lists a bunch of stereotype typical reasons and the differences between men and reasons for what it's worth. He wasn't wrong when he said that men stink because we did say that Spinner looks like he stinks and he does. Right. But I do, did appreciate, you know, it showed a lot of different like viewpoints on, you know, finding out that someone's gay because we hear Toby just be like, I don't know, JT. Some people are just gay, I guess. And it's simple and age appropriate for the times, I think. Um, because one of my issues with next class is that it's very preachy. It's very like an effort to kind of educate you. And I think this felt more natural. You know, some people mm-hmm. are just gay. It doesn't have to be a think piece. I don't have to get on my blog and kind of tell you all about why this is wrong or why this is what the way it is, which I mean, by all means, accurate, valid entirely, but not exactly authentic and natural. So Toby's just simple. Some people are just gay. Like what's, what's the big deal about it? I think was less preachy and very helpful to people who might have difficulty hearing or understanding this. Absolutely. That's a note that I made too, is that if nothing else, this episode, they did a good job of the discussion from all different angles. Again, we talk about Paige who knows it because someone in her family has already come out as gay. JT is very curious and not necessarily agreeing with it, but willing to use it as a cover up and unaware of how like damaging that is. Um, and then, I mean, Ashley's dad and mom are just like open about it. It's not really a big discussion between them. Ashley has a discussion with her dad about it, but they definitely did a good job with that. But again, I think with next class, I feel like they were trying to make up for a lot of stuff with how yeah. handed they were um, and how they were trying to introduce new like concepts or like revisit concepts. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, Toby also doesn't really challenge JT on his problematic views. So, which isn't okay. But again, I think it's a little bit more realistic the way that you talk to your friends when you're in seventh grade and you're kind of unsure of yourself and also not necessarily as vocal and confident in expressing yourself the way that you might be if you were older. So he doesn't really challenge him and say like, you know, it's not okay for you to say that. But I also think that was a bit more realistic. Um, And I mean, those are conversations that if you're watching this as a teen with an older adult, that you can have those types of conversations with them. Yeah. Um, Liberty is eating lunch with Manny and Emma and she's completely oblivious that JT has no interest in her. Um, This episode is just really filled with dream sequences with the romantic music because then um, um, Liberty is over here just dreaming of jt basically emma and manny absolutely are aware that jt is not interested but they don't exactly have the heart to tell liberty themselves and this is where jt says he's tried a bunch of passive aggressive approaches to get rid of liberty he has ignored her he has hidden from her he has lied to her 
Um, again, which is why I say it's passive aggressive because he doesn't actually just straight up tell her, I don't like you, which is also very on brand for being a seventh grade boy. Right. And so obviously the last resort is to just pretend to be gay naturally. And which is why I say it is about to get real problematic up, up in this episode. Yes. Red flag, red flag right here. Speaking of gay, Robert is Kerwin is back to pull Ashley out of school and talk, which I didn't really understand. I guess maybe it was her lunchtime. Not sure. Right. Init- initially, she tries to ignore him, but she does fold and they she admits that she felt a little betrayed about how long it took for him to tell her, which makes sense. You know, we say, you know, she's just it's a lot to take in. So she felt betrayed that she was kind of out of the loop. Um. I feel like this is a good storyline because it, it highlights that adults are people too and that they kind of deserve happiness. So like, yeah, he was gay, but you know, that does that mean that he, cause he explains like, well, I, I loved your mom, but I, I wanted to be happy and I wanted to be myself, but kind of explaining this and his effort to find himself. Um, I think she learns about his friend, Christopher, who was originally addressed or introduced as like a friend or a coworker. And it's, this is the moment of where she just feels entirely betrayed because she discovers this hasn't been his friend and his coworker this entire time. This has been his boyfriend. So now she feels like she's been lied to. This has been something that's been going on. Even maybe he, he left their family for Christopher and it goes from, you know, I mean, they're, they're good in that. It's not like, She's not upset with him for being gay. Right. She is upset because she feels like he betrayed and lied to them. And that's the issue. And I don't actually genuinely think that like deep down she doesn't like gay people. I do genuinely think she's just making it all about herself. Yeah. She absolutely like falls victim to this story pretty much. And it's just kind of like, okay, cool. But if this person has been in your life, like, why didn't I know before? Yada, yada, yada. So I could definitely see that. Yeah. Right. So she storms back into the school because she's like, absolutely not. You know, we were cool until I found out that Christopher was Bay all this time. Right under my <sighs> nose. She just she does not want to talk to Robert. But speaking of people who need to talk, we flash back to JT, who tells Liberty, Liberty, I need to talk to you. They meet underneath the stairs. And unlike Ashley's father, who could not come out to his daughter, JT tells Liberty, look, girl, I'm gay. I don't want to tell anyone, but I'm gay. This doesn't make any sense with the late, the next steps later, because Liberty thinks it's a joke at the first. Then she believes him. She pretends, well, I'm not interested in you. She tries to, you know, fake it off, whatever. We all know she was. Now, JT could have stopped here. He really could have. Right. He could have just said, I'm gay. I'm in the closet. I'm not interested. But then he decides to cement the deal by acting out every gay stereotype in the book. Every single one. This did not age well. None of this makes sense, though, because JT told Liberty he's still in the closet. But now he is, like, quote unquote, acting gay by following every stereotype, which is completely out of the norm for his regular the be- regular behaviors. You know, he doesn't cross his hands. He doesn't, right. you know, flip his hand in front of him. He doesn't say, hey, Liberty girlfriend, which is what he says. Oh, in the- my like, goodness that he doesn't he doesn't put his arm around toby normally and you know it's again not saying that if you act this way that you are gay or if you don't act this way you're not gay but like his clinging on to this stereotype of being gay in spite of telling her that he's in the closet you know he really could have just been like girl i'm gay and he could have gotten away with it 
but then Absolutely. he wanted to take it over the top. And this is where one he became problematic. I mean, he was problematic in the first place, but he like took it up a notch. Yeah. Absolutely. This is also something they took from junior high because they were doing literally the same stereotypical movements, like high pitched voices, just very problematic. So sure, Um, if that's how you think it's supposed to go, but it's not. (laughs) But jokes on JT. I don't know if Liberty does this on purpose to kind of bait him to tell the truth. Because he does find Liberty later at his locker and she's got a great idea that he should come out in the Degrassi grapevine. This leads JT to confess that he isn't gay, but she wouldn't take a hint. And the hints were not that great that he was giving, but whatever. Which Liberty says exactly what we said all along. If you didn't like me, you should have just said so. Yeah. Which it's is definitely... What I- it's a little more hurtful that you went through the extent that which you did of being problematic and creating this like grand scheme of a lie just to say you're not interested in someone. Did you peep that she had a ribbon in her hair, a rainbow ribbon? Of course she did. No, yeah. I did not see that. Oh my she, God. She <laughs> had was a rainbow bay. ribbon. She was so down for it. And she was like, look, we're going to write a story. It's going to be iconic. It's very like Caitlyn Jenner coming out. You know what I mean? But yeah. this is the early 2000s version. She had a ribbon in her hair. And then when he told her the truth, she ripped it out. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, it just kind of reminded me just you could have just said it. But, however, I will say that, you know, obviously he should have just said, I'm not interested in you, Liberty. But from our standpoint, at least being a woman telling a man that we're not interested, you know that never goes how you need it to. Yeah, you fair enough. You can't just have friends. I remember someone asked me out, I think it was either freshman or sophomore year, and I just straight up said to him, it was over Facebook Messenger, and I just straight up said, oh, that was really nice, but I'm not really interested, so no, thank you. And people were like, that was mean. But why? You should have just gone out with him, but I know I'm not interested. But you, but I know I'm not, like, how is this mean? Like, I don't want to waste your time. You deserve to go out with people who you actually like. People still review it as mean, so you have to really be confident in what you're saying. And I get it. We're in seventh grade. So people are still, people will call JT mean for not giving Liberty a chance. Right. No, it's fine to be honest. I mean, the sooner you learn that being honest gets you way further, the better. And it wastes a hell of a lot less time. Absolutely. Like, we did all of this for nothing. You were extra offensive, and you could have just said, I don't want you. Or your shitty ass poems. We could have cut this subplot out so much sooner. (laughs) But, you know, then how would we learn? So, I guess I'll give it that. Um, Where am I? Oh, we're back at plot A. So, JT and Liberty have resolved. Well, not resolved, but their storyline is at a close. And in the school, Ashley finds Terry. She storms in the school. She finds Terry, who once again is the voice of reason. You have no idea what I'm going through. My mom died, Ash. She's never coming back. But you, you have your dad back. Terry, it's not the same. No, it's not the same. You want to know why? Because you have a choice. I don't. Don't make the wrong one. Unfortunately, we have to wait to find out what choice Ashley makes as they close the episode with Ashley looking stressed. 
Yeah, shout out to Terry, the realest one out there, just really calling it like it is, like, look, girl. Because Ashley really vowed to, like, cut her dad out of her life because of this. And I don't know that it's necessarily the steps that she needs to take to, like, it just doesn't seem right. (laughs) It seems ridiculous considering her mom's not upset. Right. And that's who you would think if, like, all this is going on in her head where she thinks the dad left the mom for this man the mom would be rightfully so to be upset because she got left, not because he's gay, but because that's who he left her for. And she doesn't. She very much so doesn't care because she still kisses this man on the lips. (laughs) So I say that, um, yeah, Terry's a realist for that. And again, I think this is why we were introduced to the fact that Terry's mom passed away earlier in the episode. So we could, she could make the point later to Ashley and kind of point out the pros and cons. Cause Ashley does still have both her parents and she has another parent. Actually, she has a step parent too. So she has the opportunity to have all these relationships and to someone like Terry, it's looking like Ashley's being a crybaby. I agree. Um, is that I, I don't even know if we ever get a resolution to this episode. Do we ever see as I do not remember ever seeing Ashley's dad again. Would not be surprised. I might have read that they brought him up another few times, but I don't know that we see him again. I guess we'll have to watch to find out, won't we? <laughs> we will find out. Um, For episode morals, it's actually funny because I read your notes and then I went to go look at my notes and we essentially said a lot of the <laughs> same things because my episode moral was, in the words of Quinta, people be gay people do that's all i wrote and you also had that in your notes so we're on the same page here yeah absolutely and to that i think toby really had the best and least problematic line of the entire episode when he said pretty much the same some people are just gay Mm -hmm. yeah so i agree is there anything else that we missed let me take a peek oh randomly i thought of the Proud Family reboot is back out. It's called The Proud Family Louder and Prouder. It's on Disney Plus. Shameless plug. They did a really good ep- episode um, where a new family moves into town and there's two dads. And it's just I... interesting I... to see how far or like what the take on it is now because it was made in t- like this year, obviously. So it's just interesting to see how they handle it. It was a really, really good episode. They handled it really well. Um, and it was just interesting because they still showed everyone's point of view and Penny kind of played the role of Toby in the sense that she was like, it's fine, but nobody else was fine with it. And she was kind of standing up for the fact that it was fine. Very, very well done. Um, nothing problematic about that episode, in my opinion. So just Look a shameless that. plug. <laughs> I was wondering why, how that ended up in your notes. And now I understand why. Yeah, it's probably my favorite episode. They have five episodes right now and it's probably one oh. of the best episodes. So a couple of questions I was wondering is, will Liberty thirst for another after being hurt by JT? Um, I can tell you the answer is yes, but will she come back to JT? I don't know. We'll have to watch to find out. And for next week's episode, if we're ready for it, <clears throat> with his parents working constantly, Jimmy starts to spend all of his time at Ashley's, which leaves her feeling smothered. Meanwhile, Emma learns her mood swings are not just because of stress when she gets her first period. Love, love, <gasps> love this storyline. I have so many little sound clips from this episode. I, excuse me, I love this episode. I love this episode too. This is one of the first episodes I remember seeing for sure because I can envision her blue skirt. I just love, <laughs> just, 
everything about it. I can't wait to talk about this episode. I can't wait to share all my favorite parts of this episode. This was in an iconic, like, Degrassi was ahead of its time. Degrassi Absolutely. was demonstrating, like, the feminism behind. There was just so many great moments and just where Spike slash Christine says something to a man in the mall, um, where Emma tell you know, at confesses or admits that she had her period i don't even like saying confesses because confesses suggests that it's something that should be hidden Mm -hmm. and she really normalizes it which it should be um and she's like she says it in the episode oh 50 percent of the population has this (laughs) give or take um so just great all over storyline don't really give a shit about jimmy and him smothering ashley love plot beat it's great I'm very excited to rewatch this episode because, yes, I can't wait to discuss it because there's so many things that I remember from it and so many, like, memories it brings back for me personally. (laughs) I mean, it's amazing. And actually, like, I needed this when I first got my period because I was in sixth grade when it happened. And actually, just kidding. I will end it there so we can talk about how much I needed this episode when I was in sixth grade next week. I have similar, similar thoughts. So you will have to tune in next week to hear and watch this very, very, very ahead of its time, very necessary episode. Absolutely. So that wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username below the dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Anything else, Terry? That just about covers it. I think the only thing I wanted to mention is by the time you hear this, we'll be, what, one day away from... Degrassi being available on HBO Max for the time being, it is still available for free at tubi.com, T-U-B-I.com. So watch along with us uh, while you can and so you can't because it'll be behind the paywall soon enough. All right. Thank and you. That's all I got. <laughs> Thanks, friends. <laughs> We're doing great. Bye. <laughs> Now people 